Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the Justice Department takes action against police misconduct in two American cities, finding years of abuse in Louisville, Kentucky, and potential violations in Memphis, Tennessee. Here are tonight's top headlines. The new findings of civil rights violations nearly three years after the death of Breonna Taylor. This conduct is unacceptable. It is heartbreaking. It erodes the community trust necessary for effective policing. We speak with a family member of the Americans kidnapped in Mexico. They were praying for, you know, you know saying for all of them to return. Russia continues to send waves of troops into the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. So, in, there's a lot of incoming and outgoing here. The acting head of the FAA in the hot seat. Can you just right now assure the American people that flying aircraft in the United States of America is still the safest way to travel? Yes, sir. Documents show that Fox News chairman Rupert Murdoch was worried his network went too far with 2020 election denial claims. And on this International Women's Day, Toni Morrison, the Nobel laureate, acclaimed novelist, and former Princeton professor, was immortalized on a new forever stamp. and thank you for joining us. I'm Margaret Brennan in Fernora. Tonight, what the FDA is saying about a nationwide shortage of Adderall and how it's impacting patients. Plus, ahead of March Madness, meet the Rutgers player who traveled halfway around the world to live the American dream. But first, the federal government is stepping in, monitoring the police department of a large American city. The Department of Justice 
report found that police in Louisville, Kentucky, regularly violated the constitutional rights of black people. The investigation was prompted by the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor by police in 2020. It's one of nearly a dozen DOJ investigations of police departments across the country. The Justice Department also announced it'll review the use of force by the Memphis Police Department following the recent deadly beating of Tyree Nichols. CBS's Jeff Pegues starts us off tonight. Good evening to you, Jeff. Yeah, this report is really stunning, Margaret. It slams the Louisville Police Department for what it calls a culture of racial discrimination, claiming some of its officers leave some of their most brutal tactics for blacks. This conduct is unacceptable. It is heartbreaking. The scathing DOJ report concluded that the Louisville Metro Police Department doesn't always protect and serve, but instead often disrespects the people it is sworn to protect. Among the investigation's findings, officers treat blacks and whites differently. While driving, blacks are nearly four times as likely to be cited for improperly tinted windows and five times more for improper tags. The abuses extend to the treatment of the disabled and even sex assault victims. The report also said that officers often use excessive force, such as neck restraints, canines, and tasers. Some have videotaped themselves throwing drinks at pedestrians from their cars, insulted people with disabilities, and called black people monkeys. Louisville Mayor Greg Greenberg. We will not make excuses. We will make changes. The DOJ investigation was prompted by the death of Breonna Taylor, who was killed in her own home by police officers who were executing a no-knock search warrant on the wrong location in March of 2020. Tamika Palmer is Taylor's mother. I don't even know what to think, to know that this, this thing shouldn't have never happened and that it took three years for anybody else to say that it shouldn't have. Currently, there are 11 open DOJ investigations of police departments or units nationwide, among them Minneapolis, added in the wake of George Floyd's death. Today, the Justice Department added Memphis following Tyree Nichols' death two months ago. While announcing the Memphis investigation, the Department of Justice also announced that it is reviewing specialized units. These are units that a lot of cities across the country now have to fight rising crime. And in Memphis, it is the Scorpion unit that is accused in connection with Tyree Nichols' death. Margaret. Jeff Begay's on that important story. Thank you. The State Department is working with the Mexican government to bring home the bodies of two Americans abducted at gunpoint and killed just over the border in Mexico. Two other Americans survived. CBS's Omar Villafranca spoke with a family member of one of them. When I first saw the video, I was like, I, I was in shock. Haquan Burgess says he recognized his cousins Latavia McGee and Shahid Woodard in the video of the cartel attack in Matamoros, Mexico. He says it wasn't the first time McGee had made the trip to Mexico for cosmetic work. The thought of her coming over here, did that worry you at all at any point? No, it didn't have worry me. You know, I'm thinking that everything should be okay. McGee, Woodard, and two close friends drove to Matamoros from South Carolina last week when they were attacked and kidnapped by Gulf Cartel gunmen. Shahid Woodard and Zindel Brown were killed. 
McGee and Eric Williams survived and were found at a stash house just outside the city yesterday. Williams was shot three times in the legs and underwent surgery at a Texas hospital. Back in Lake City, South Carolina, Burgess and the entire city are saddened by the news. They lost for words, you know, you know, with everything, you know, that going on. And I was like, they was praying for, you know, you know, saying for all of them to return back home safe. McGee and Williams are both recovering at this hospital behind me. There's a vigil tonight in South Carolina to honor the two victims who were killed. Margaret. Oh, Mafia Franca, thank you. Residents in Northern California are bracing for yet another massive storm system that's bearing down on that state. It could bring several feet of snow to the mountains and at least six inches of rain to the foothills. For more, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners over at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Margaret. Once again, more flooding rain is expected along the West Coast. There is a subtropical and tropical tap of moisture that's going to bring intense rainfall, more mountain snow in the higher elevations over the next several days. Just through Monday, five to eight inches of rain is expected. Some of that rain falling in this zone right here where currently there is snow. Some of that snow will melt, increasing the possibility and threat for flooding. Also an avalanche danger. At the same time, we're going to be watching and tracking more snow across the northern tier of the U.S. And, Margaret, this does include parts of the Northeast. Thank you. Newly released court documents claim that Fox News executives knew that the network was reporting false information about the 2020 presidential election. In the months leading up to the January 6th attack, Hosts were saying one thing behind the scenes, but the opposite on air. CBS's Nicole Killian has more. Tonight, more fallout for Fox after a trove of emails, text messages and transcripts revealed evidence the network's top executives and personalities pushed election claims on the air that they privately didn't believe, with one senior executive calling it an existential crisis. I'm not surprised that intelligent people realize that what they were saying on the air was uh, untruthful, was lies, uh, and uh, I'm just uh, disappointed that they would uh, sell their, their personal integrity so cheaply. According to court documents in a defamation lawsuit between Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News and its parent company, top talent from Tucker Carlson to Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram slammed Trump attorney Sidney Powell, a frequent guest who promoted claims of mass voter fraud. In one text, Ingram writes, Sidney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. The filings also show Chairman Rupert Murdoch questioned whether some of the network's hosts went too far in promoting former President Trump's fraudulent election rhetoric and conspiracy theories. And let's not forget the software error. We're going to be focused on this a lot. Wrongfully awarded Joe Biden thousands of ballots that were cast for President Trump. In an email to the network's CEO, Murdoch writes, still getting mud thrown at us. Maybe Sean and Laura went too far. Murdoch also told one associate in an email he thought the former president was going increasingly mad after refusing to concede the 2020 election. Good evening. Primetime personality Tucker Carlson was also critical of Trump, despite backing him on air. He privately denounced him in a text message two days before the January 6th attack. We are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. I hate him passionately. 
In a statement, Fox News accuses Dominion of trying to smear them in a PR campaign, claiming they'll do anything to win this defamation case. It's expected to go to trial in April. Margaret? We'll be following it. Nicole, thank you. Today on Capitol Hill, active duty service members and veterans gave emotional firsthand testimony about the chaotic U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. Marine Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews spoke about the aftermath of a suicide bombing at the Kabul airport in which he was severely injured. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. A crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. <clears throat> 13 U.S. service members were killed in that suicide bombing, along with more than 100 Afghan civilians. Overseas, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky met today with U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres, calling on Russia to extend the deal allowing Ukraine to export through the Black Sea. In eastern Ukraine, Russian troops may be on the verge of taking the city of Bakhmut. CBS's MTS Tayyip reports tonight from that embattled region. If Bakhmut falls, it will be Russia's first major territorial gain after seven hellish months of fighting. Small towns and villages lie in ruins, like Velika Novosilka, once home to over 5,000. Fewer than 150 remain and now live underground at a school. It's not long before we hear shelling. So in, there's a lot of incoming and outgoing here, and this is the only safe place for the people left in this town. Inside, it's dark. Mostly the elderly live here without electricity or running water. There are so few comforts, they have to grind their own meat. Irina Babkina is among the youngest. She sent her children away to live with relatives months ago, but still can't bring herself to go. People here need my help, she says, and they can't leave, so that's why I stay. Whoever can pitches in, anything for some normalcy, but so little about this place is normal. Oleksandr Sinkov moved in a year ago after his home was destroyed. You've built a small community here. How important is it for all of you to be here together? All we can do is hold on to each other, he says. We're like family now. Whatever their reasons are for staying, most here live in fear. Leaving could be worse. Now, Bakhmut may take center stage, but make no mistake, across eastern Ukraine, this grinding war rages on. Margaret. MTS, thank you. Breaking tonight, California Governor Gavin Newsom is not renewing a $54 million state contract with Walgreens to provide medications to its state prisoners. That is in response to the company saying last week it would not dispense abortion pills in 21 states where Republican attorneys general threatened legal action. Currently, Walgreens is waiting on approval from the FDA to dispense directly those abortion pills in some states. We have two prescription drug shortages to tell you about tonight. The FDA is warning about a shortage of a popular asthma medication, albuterol. A major factory recently closed, leaving only one manufacturer of liquid form of the drug, most often used in nebulizers for young children. Traditional inhalers aren't impacted.
And Adderall, which is used to treat ADHD, is also in short supply, leaving people scrambling and struggling. CBS's Meg Oliver takes a look at what families can do. What does the sheep say? Say bye. Emmy Weed is juggling caring for her two youngest sons while she works from home in Huntsville, Alabama. She's also struggling to find Adderall. And my brain feels like a jumbled mess of an inability to prioritize what I need to do. It's like a to-do list with no number on it. <laughs> she, her husband, and their teenage son, Leo, all take Adderall to treat their ADHD. How is he struggling? He's struggling with the impulse control, the doing flips on the bus, the getting in trouble. He's struggling with wanting to do things like you would see in regular depression, go out with his friends, be interested, clean his room, interact with his siblings. The FDA announced a shortage of the active ingredients in the drug Adderall in its generic form last October. The agency told CBS News it is working closely with manufacturers and others in the supply chain to mitigate and prevent or reduce the impact. Any idea why this is happening? There is increased demand for these stimulant medications. That happened during the COVID pandemic. And it also became easier to get prescription medications because of the introduction of telemedicine and telepsychiatry. Prescriptions for Adderall have risen almost 35% in the last four years. More than 40 million people received monthly prescriptions in 2022. I have so many questions. About Families like the Wheats are rationing their supply. I think everyone wants to take their medication how it's directed, but we're being put into a position where it's very difficult to do that. So what do we do? <laughs> With the drug shortage expected to last until at least April, experts advise patients consult with their provider on alternative treatments. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Hackensack, New Jersey. Investigators are at the scene of another train derailment. We'll have the details next. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all. And tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. See for Smart Energy. Stay focused. There was yet another freight train derailment today. Three crew members, including the conductor, were injured when their CSX freight train hit a rock slide in the town of Sandstone, West Virginia, and caught fire. The derailed cars, which had been carrying coal, were empty, but officials say some fuel spilled from a locomotive. There are new details on the daughter of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. That's next. We learned today that Britain's Prince Harry and wife Meghan Markle had their daughter christened at their California home last week using the title 
Princess Lilibet for the first time. Lilibet and older brother Archie earned Princess and Princess titles last year. They were granted them when their grandfather became king, but it was unclear until now if they would use those titles after the Duke and Duchess of Sussex stepped back from official royal duties. This is International Women's Day, and First Lady Jill Biden celebrated with a White House ceremony honoring women from 11 countries with the International Women of Courage Award. The First Lady also called on men to be partners with women and support them in their cause. And it comes with this sobering thought. The head of the United Nations said earlier this week that decades of advances in women's rights are being wound back. The world is now 300 years away from achieving gender equality. 300. Next, a young man's journey from Nigeria to New Jersey to live out his own version of hoop dreams. That's next. The NCAA basketball tournament tips off next week, but there's one player who is already an MVP, most valued person. CBS's Nancy Chen has his amazing story. Cliff Amori is known for his powerhouse dunks. But the Rutgers University junior only started playing basketball at 14, just before his family in Nigeria sent him to New Jersey. It was just like to get a better education. Amori moved in with Muhammad Oliver, a volunteer with the basketball program at the Salvation Army Center in Newark. The first time you took him out to play basketball, mm. what did you think? Am I being honest there? Oh, yeah. He had a lot of work. We had to basically start from scratch. Oliver was not only Amori's legal guardian, but also a motivator. I almost gave up on basketball. Like He gave me the belief that I could be what I want to be if I just keep working. That work ethic applied off the court, too. Because of Cliff, my son improved academically tremendously. Mm. He, he saw Cliff, how he handled basketball and books. He was so, a role model. 100%. A great role model, actually. As one of the best players in the Big Ten Conference, Amori earned $25,000 from endorsements, money he donated to revitalize the court where it all began, honoring his mentor. He's changed your life. Yeah. I think he's changed our life as well, too, though. A powerful athlete on college basketball's biggest stage. Nancy Chen, CBS News, Newark. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. Have a good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions because 
Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.